Okay, now we are we are officially live on YouTube. And uh, hey, everybody out there, we're live here. We're back here live in our my office too. We're actually back here live on YouTube for the clean version of the uh, world according to Ben Stein. So, give me one second. And um, Rob's got his hat off tonight. Interestingly enough, Rob, very handsome, very handsome. I yeah. would say. I agree. He looks, he looks great. It's hundred uh, percent. And if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. I want to welcome. I can't get this conversation that we had before the show out of my head. But from my wife 90, has cats. That's all. I mean, uh, every, a lot of people have cats. From ninety three one, W I B C Indiana. Bam! The future of conservative talk radio. Future politician himself, Rob Kendall, and there's not a doubt in my mind, Rob, that you are you you have that in your sights. Am I wrong? Uh, I'm happy being retired from politics because I get off the air at noon each day. I go home and I don't have to listen to anybody. I, I get to hang out with Ben. Uh, is that fun though? Is that fun? I mean, I myself like to go out and about. I like to go out to the beach. I like to go to the grocery store. I like to go to my computer and write. Right, 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 right. I write like an angry maniac. And uh, I'm just writing, writing, writing. And I go visit my wife and I play with her cats. She has various cats, very sweet little cats. And uh, that's all. We have but I'm sadly allergic to it. But I didn't, well, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't introduce you, Ben, of course. Writer, provocateur, actor, saint, sinner, lover of cats, former shoe salesman and now doctor. And America's teacher, Benjamin Jeremy Stein, we salute you. First and, for, first and foremost, before the show starts, so we don't forget, behind me, you can see a door that says Ben Stein, Private Dick. Rob's father, I believe his name is Mike, right? Yes. Mike yes. Kendall wants to know what the origins of this door is, Ben. Because we did, when we were doing Win Ben Stein's Money, we did an episode where I pretended to be a private investigator and they made a whole set, which was my uh, 1940s film noir type uh, office as a uh, private detective. And that was the door. And actually we had a much, much, much more elaborate set, but unfortunately someone in the Stein household, and I'm strongly suspecting it's my wife, I had it thrown away and disposed of when I liked it very, very much. But uh, this is such as life. When you're married, you have to take a lot of wax from your wife. And uh, so there you go, Rob. Your father was inquisitive, and he and he he didn't win Ben Stein's door, but he he, he got the answer. But Ben, I want to get to something right off the bat. I, um, right off the bat. Right off the bat. Right off the it, bat. It's it's you know. You, 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 you've taught me about this constitutional crisis we are going through. Um, it doesn't take a, a sh I mean, we, we could see it. And now we know they're coming for, they truly are coming for the guns. And uh, Biden just announced it today that they are coming after rifles. They are going to come after the assault rifles. The, they, they are going to do something very soon. I'm sure he's going to do it with executive action. And um, I, I think he's going to have a little trouble doing that considering various Supreme Court rulings. I don't think he's going to be able to do that that easily. Uh, there's a lot of stuff, Ben. There's a lot of stuff I've thought of and never thought of my wildest dreams they'd be able to do that they are doing right now, that they are starting to do, that they are implementing, that I wouldn't, I, 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 I wouldn't put it past them to at least try it. 
Oh no, I'm sure that I'm sure they're going to try it. And the crazy thing is, there are people stupid enough to believe that guns kill people, whereas everyone who has ever had a gun knows guns don't kill people. People kill people using guns, and it is a scary thing that Americans really believe that guns somehow get up off their shelves or off their cabins or wherever they were, load themselves, point themselves, pull back their triggers, and fire. I mean, that that is so... It's so obvious that that is not what's happening. I, I don't understand how it could be any more obvious. What are your thoughts on this, Rob? So we talked about this today on the air. And first, let me say, for all the crap the police officers have received over the past year, this thing in Colorado was an incredible display of what heroes the vast majority of police you officers bet. are. You bet. You bet. God bless them all. God, my wifey and I, every night, Pray for the police and the sheriff's deputies and the National Guard every night. And boy, do we we appreciate them. Wow. Yeah. And, that, and their heroism is standard. Heroism is standard. That dude ran to danger, lost his life in the process. We, you know, we don't, I've always taken the approach, I don't say the, these mass murderers' names on the air because I don't want to give them publicity. Um, so I, God, I don't think you could pronounce it. It, it would be difficult. Um, but God bless that guy, but you guys are right. They're going to run on the guns. They do this every time that there's a mass shooting, regardless of the political affiliation of the person or whatever, they spin it into whatever narrative they need. And look, it's another example to me, bad guys are always going to find a way to have guns. It's the good people who need the guns to be able to defend themselves. And it, this was a great example of that. Well, it's an amazing thing that uh, this horrible, horrible massacre in, in Colorado happened. It's just a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, it's just awful. It's just un unspeakably awful. Every weekend, far more people than this are killed by guns in Chicago, a very, very great city. Nobody says boo about that. Nobody says, oh, well, take, let's take away Glocks. Let's take away assault rifles from gang members. Nobody says a word. Why? Why? Ben, those were my thoughts today. I swear to God, as I was, as I was watching all these psychotic people, you know, never letting a, you know, never letting a, a, a massacre or anything go to waste. I was thinking about what's going on in these inner cities with, you know, Chicago on a, on a weekly basis, looking like a bad, like, like your son playing one like of those video zone. games. Like a war like, zone. Yeah. And, 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 and what, what possible excuse does local or federal or state government have for not taking action about this, about, about these gangs? I mean, it, it's a, to me, it seems as if the police, not the police, but the politicians are scared of the gangs. The police aren't scared of anyone. The police are fearless. But, the, uh, but why, why when this one crazy person, who's obviously never going to do it again, uh, kills all these people, which is unspeakably horrible, why now make that an occasion for taking away guns from law-abiding people when, when there are these uh, dozens, hundreds of shootings every month in the inner cities and nobody says anything? Right. I, I was going to say, the people, and the people get it too, right? Like I went to the gun range. It had been a long time since I'd been. We went to the gun range two weekends ago. I had several boxes of bullets, which I left at home. I said, I'll just get them at the gun range. The price of ammo... And shortage of ammo 
is unbelievable. And I'm thinking my bolt, my my four or five boxes of bullets here may be worth more than Bitcoin at this point. Uh, <laughs> people are, and, and the guy at the range said it. He said people are buying this stuff up. We at the range can't get our hands on it in many cases, which shows that people are very worried about this. Which yeah, also, which also goes to. I want to say two things, Ben. It said to you about, what you, about what you just said. It doesn't fit the narrative, right? Chicago, the inner cities, doesn't fit their beautiful narrative about who the you know who you know who's doing these atrocities. And secondly, to what Rob just said, there is as we brought up before, there's a reason why the Washington D.C. is still barricaded and has over twenty thousand National Guardsmen because these numbers you know, of the amount of ammo that is hard to find and the amount of guns that are going to be hard to find is really staggering. Well, it, everything about the gun situation in America is staggering. I mean, they're, by definition, law-abiding citizens do not take out guns and kill people. There are so many people who have guns who don't take out their guns and kill anyone. And why are we taking away their guns or even talking about it when there are gang members who are right there, readily visible to the police, readily visible to the sheriffs, everyone in the neighborhood knows who they are, nobody touches them. Why? Well, Ben, I think you know why. I mean, let's- No, 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 no. You, you're, gonna, you're gonna say that I'm gonna say it's because they're black. No, the, the, the policemen are black too. The, the sheriffs are black too. They're, I mean, every part of the equation is black. But the politicians do not want to take away guns from blacks because they're afraid they'll be called racist. The police aren't afraid to, but the, but the politicians are. But a one alone, quite insane, at least I think, I'm not a psychiatrist, but quite insane guy killing these poor, poor, poor people. That that's that somehow is a clear cause celeb, whereas the killings every weekend in Chicago they just they just fade into the woodwork, and and there's this there's this entity called Black Lives Matter. They don't attack gangs. They don't attack the black people who are killing other black people. They attack the police. Ninety nine percent of the killings of black people are done by other black people. They're never attacked by Black Lives Matter. I I don't get it. But Ben, here's a I want to ask both of you this question because you raised a good point because we live in Los Angeles. Yeah, you know, Rob, you live in Indiana. There's a huge fear with the police here of, of obviously everybody having a cell phone on them, everybody recording every single thing they could possibly do. So policemen, other than having a fear for getting shot, for getting stabbed, for, you know, for at any moment, getting run, any call, over, getting getting run, run over. over, right? Every, every bad scenario they could face, they also have to worry about being filmed. Right, and, right. And, and I don't know how you do your job effectively of protecting people when you can't even get that protection onto yourself. Because we know, it's, it, we've seen, even in Atlanta, where the cop had total, you know, it was totally justified for shooting the guy that stole his stun gun, you know, and it was running away, shooting from behind or his, whatever. And, even on video where we know the cop is, he's, it's still the situation. So yeah, I well, don't... We, we have a war against the police by people who do not want law and order, who want some kind of crazy Jacobin, which is a, a faction in the French Revolution, uh, craziness in 
America. We, we have a, a large faction of people, especially in the media, who genuinely want chaos in America. Unfortunately, those of us who want a clean, orderly America, we are fewer and fewer and fewer and we're far between. Or that's what the media is telling us. I don't know that it's true, but something, something is drastically wrong. If you want to stop gun violence, how about taking people who shoot people with guns in the inner cities of America or in any parts, in suburbs and farms, anywhere, and putting them in prison for a really long time instead of letting them out sometimes with no bail? Why not do that? That's not allowed because, as Judah says, it doesn't fit the narrative. And the narrative is that black people are being persecuted and killed by the police. That narrative is phony as a $3 bill. And look at what's going on right now with the L.A. County the District Attorney, the George Soros guy. He's letting everybody go. He's paroling everybody. The guy doesn't. And how is it Indiana, in Indiana, uh, Rob? Because you, I know you bring up the, the governor there. How are the police responding to this and reacting to this stuff? Well, first of all, Indiana actually has pretty good gun laws. It makes sense. It's a red state. They're currently debating constitutional carry in the state of Indiana, which I, I think is a great thing. Um, the city of Indianapolis has uh, the, the job the mayor, who's a Democrat, Hogsett is his name, has done in terms of leading the gutting, uh, certainly at least on the morale side of the police department, it has been unbelievable to watch this transpire the past four or five years. And, and there, it really started several years ago. There was, a, there was an officer involved shooting with a guy named Aaron Bailey and special prosecutors brought in. He looks at it. Uh, I think it went to a grand jury. Grand jury says, hey, these officers acted correctly, no criminal charges. So then they take it to the merit board and the merit board looks at it and says, okay, these officers acted appropriately. There's no need to demote them. There's no need to do anything to them. Everything was done by the book. The mayor comes out, and again, this was two or three years ago. And instead of saying, thank God that multiple people have looked at this, our officers acted appropriately. This was a terrible thing. We hate that it happens in our city, but thank God our officers are doing it the right way. The mayor comes out and condemns the merit board and vows to make changes to the merit board when a special prosecutor and the merit board with separate eyes and no way connected come to the same conclusion. And what that told the criminals in the city of Indianapolis is we're open for business. And you've had record or near record homicides ever since, including eclipsing, I think we went over 200 last year. And these Democrats, these radical leftists are telling these criminals, our cities are open for business and we've got your back before the cops. That's, that is exactly the message of the entire Democrat party, as far as I can tell, although I don't know if this mayor is a Republican or a Democrat uh, in America today, that we are on the side of the most violent people in the country and the orderly law-abiding people can go, uh, I don't know, go, uh, I don't know, pitch a fit. They're not, nothing's gonna, nothing bad's going to happen to them. And if you just tuned in, you are listening to The World According to Ben Stein. I want to thank everybody that's listening to us in the YouTube chat. But most of all, I, I sincerely thank everybody that's downloading this podcast. It's doing amazingly well. We are humbled by it. We thank you. It's The World According to Ben Stein. It's uh, the pod. It's thank you. And um, you could also find Ben's newsletter at benstein.substack.com. You could find Rob every day from, what is it, 9 to 9 to noon. 9 to noon on uh, 93.1 
WIBC BAM, the, the BAM, the future of conservative talk radio. And of course, you can find Ben Stein at Parlor and of course at spectator.org. But I wanted to get to something now that we're touching on this because it's, it's, there's a, there's a vacuum right now. Like there, like there's never been before. President Trump is banned from all social media platforms and, 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 and pretty much everywhere. And I know part, he's announced that he's going to, um, start his own social media platform, which I find, I find that is, that's going to be really a hard thing because, well, he's, you know, Apple and Google won't carry the app or whatever. But Ben, I mean, I, and we were bringing this up today. Don't you think it's time for him to get the show on the road? Yeah. I think, I think if if he were, if he were more technically hip or technologically hip, he should have gotten this done already. Uh, If he gets it done at all, it will be a miracle because I'm sure that the powers that be in the technological internet world will do everything they can to sabotage him. But wouldn't you, if you were him right now, with the border crisis going on, with Biden coming after their guns, and, you know, I mean, we know the networks, by the way, MSNBC and CNN have lost 50% of their viewership. And Trump should constantly say, miss me yet. I mean, Ben, 50% of losing your viewership is a lot. Of viewers is a hell of a lot of viewers to lose, and Donald Trump is still the only person that could suck the oxygen out of everything. And even if it's just to troll Biden and his administration and get the people, his supporters, you know, still, still in the in in caring, he really does need to get back on the road. He needs to get back on the road and pronto. His fans and friends, of whom there are tens of millions are ready to get back there with him. Yeah, let's get going. I, I'm not, not sure what's keeping him from doing it, but I imagine he's very tired. I imagine he's very discouraged after having terrible things happen to him during the election. We're not, we're not allowed to say it was stolen because I, I do not want the Gestapo coming in there and arresting me, but uh, something happened that was unfortunate. And uh, let's just say uh, it's uh, it's time for him to start. And, and uh I'd like to be the first guest or the second or the third or any any number. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would die to go to a rally right now, Rob. They're awesome. Have you ever been? Have you guys ever been to one? No, they, they, they didn't hold. I haven't. They didn't hold that many in California. <laughs> they're, they're they held a, Judah, they were holding them right down the street from me in Beverly Hills. No, but I met with Trump. I met with, with oh, the no, president. No, I've never been to one with Trump. They're awesome, man. I'll tell you what. Look, I, you know. There, every bit is. I've seen the Rolling Stones play in front of sixty-five thousand people. I was in the ninth row for the Rolling Stones. I've been in the first row for Bruce Springsteen. A Trump rally is every bit as exciting as your favorite rock concert, and it is interesting how much this sort of mirrors what's going on in the music industry. Right, guys don't make albums to make money anymore because of the digital downloads, etc. There's not nearly as much. They make money. it with concerts, yeah. Right, right. You do the album now to go on the road. And for Trump, I think he's wasting a lot of time with this, this digital platform because look, Apple and, and Ben's the economist, he can speak to this more than I can. Ooh. Apple and, and, and Android and Google, they still have a basic monopoly once you make the app on where it goes. So if you're gonna put all your time into that and it still can't get on the devices you needed to get on, then you basically just have Parler again. Well, what good does that do you? Go out to the people. Not yeah, a hundred percent. And Ben, here's the thing: right now, I don't see any Republicans um, that have. This, this is a scandal. He says, "Why aren't the Republicans 
out there saying, boy, Donald, we're right behind you. We'd like to be guests on the show. Anything we can do to help it get rolling, of course we'd like to do it. There's no, there's no doubt, without Mr. Trump, the energy is sucked right out of the Republican Party. Let's put it back in there and get the thing going, get it rolling. And you, you nailed it. We have so many constitutional crises going on right now. The border thing is clearly a constitutional crisis. The uh, election thing is clearly, a, oh my God, is that a constitutional crisis? The, the idea of, uh, of standardizing the election uh, election rules throughout the United States, that's never been done before. Uh, the the uh, gun thing, again, a, a clear constitutional crisis. I just one after another of the of Biden and his henchmen and henchwomen standing up and slapping the Constitution. And I am sure, I am positive, morally positive, that before very long, Mr. Biden and his followers will say the Constitution was written largely by slaveholders and therefore it is invalid and we need a new Constitution. Hey, Ju hey Judah, I wanted to piggyback off this about Trump. Do you see Trump being a pitch man for somebody else? Because no, no, absolutely, absolutely not. I think so Donald. Hmm? Go ahead. I think he's going to run again. I, I have, I have, uh, I. Trump doesn't want on, on his gravestone one-term president. You know, he wants to be forty-five and forty, and forty-six and a half, or forty. He wants to be forty-five, forty-six, and forty-seven. I don't see Trump. You know, it, it, it's not a matter of of. I don't think Donald Trump is brilliant. I mean, I think, Ben, we could all agree that, that you know, you know, and I have a friend that constantly says the Republican Party needs a new Reagan, you know, and I hate he, we've got we've got our new Reagan. And his name is Donald Trump. And, right. And his name is Donald and his name is Donald J. Trump. And, you know, I don't I don't see him as as he if, if he thought that there was somebody that act, could actually be president, he might get behind that person. But I don't think Donald Trump sees any of these people as a viable candidate right so now. That, so the, the reason I ask that is take a guy like DeSantis. And there was no bigger Trump guy than me. That's why I got the interview. But I look at a DeSantis and I say, OK, if I can get 90 percent of the Trump stuff and he's rock solid and he's a fighter, which he has been thus far. But you get 10 percent of the drama, which might make him more electable. Man, it's hard. It's hard not to get behind that. So the question is, if you get a Trump guy, I'm not saying if it's, you know, an establishment figure like a Jeb Bush being the standard bearer. But if you get a that, there is a laugh. <laughs> if you get I, a Trump. Yes, I got go ahead. You see what I'm saying? Would Trump because he could be a huge asset, but I don't know if he'd be willing to do that. I got. I got. He's. He's not going to do it, Ben. And and. He's not uh, going to do what? I'm sorry. He's, he's not, not. He's not going to. I, I, either Donald Trump is all in or he's all out. I don't see him as being appointing somebody. No, his, no, no, his, no. I think he's. I mean, he loves publicity. He loves attention. Why shouldn't he do this? I mean, what what better stuff does he have to do? He he. I mean, he already uh, has a beautiful home. He already has a nice, I guess, a lot of nice cars. I'm sure he's surrounded by beautiful women. He certainly has a beautiful wife. Uh, why don't, uh, what's next? I mean, fame, fame, fame. Fame is a drug. But there's also something, there's also something separate. If Donald Trump starts to go on the road again, he's going to, he's going to force them into covering issues that they don't want to cover. Okay. So if Donald Trump gets on, it gets on. Very good point. It gets on and shows videos of the border crisis going on right now. 
where 500 people are in a or kids or my or whatever you want to call them are in a facility that's built for 300. And Donald Trump starts talking about the violence going on and all these different things, Ben, he's going to force cable news networks to pick him up because then they're going to have to make a decision. Do we go with the ratings or do we go with, or, or do we try to be, continue to block and shield for Biden or Harris or whichever, whoever? They've, they've already made the decision to block and shield for Kamala Harris and, and uh, Mr. Biden, but uh, that decision could be changed. Just this afternoon, it's coming over the internet, and I'm sure you saw it, I'm sure we all saw it, I'm sure everyone watching saw it, that Kamala Harris basically spit on the uh, military guards uh, saluting her as she went up the steps to Air Force One, or, or maybe she's on Air Force Two. What, what, why isn't that a perfect, perfect, perfect place for Mr. Trump to begin his broadcast? That this is a, a perfect example of how the Biden-Kamala-Harris team has no respect for people who are risking their lives for America and has no respect for people who are risking their lives for America in the inner cities of America, too. Why don't we see Mr. Biden going to the inner cities of America and saying, I'm, I'm with you, policeman. Yes, it's true. I don't want to get shot. I'm not going to walk in the middle of a, a holdup of a 7-Eleven, but I uh, who would, but, but, but I'm with you, policeman. Whatever you have to do, a policewoman, I'm with, whatever you have to do, I'm with you. Rob? I think it's going to be, well, so I, I did have a question for Ben, because we talked about this today on the air. Can you ever remember a time where it was so-and-so and so-and-so administration? Like they're actively calling it now, and there's been instructions to call it the Biden-Harris administration. Like I, I, ne I never, it wasn't Reagan-Bush administration. It wasn't Clinton-Gore administration. It wasn't Bush-Cheney administration. I've never seen a vice president so prominently mentioned, especially within three months of the of the opening term. Like I've never seen this. Well, as I think I would, I've said this on the air a million times that so in, in Washington, among the cognoscenti, the people who are in the know, uh, it is known that Mr. Uh, Biden, God bless his soul, is not well. And uh, so uh, he probably will not be there very long. He certainly looks extremely unwell when he's on TV, and those rare occasions he's on TV. Uh, he's not well enough to have a press conference. That's really astonishing. And he's been in office as long as he has, he hasn't had a press conference. Something's really, really wrong. And he looked very frail. He obviously had trouble walking up the steps. Although I will say, I've walked up those steps. Those are very, very hard steps to walk up. But what is going on? Why can't he do something and step up? But let's go back to our friend, Mr. Trump. Why doesn't he show the incredible contrast and vitality between him and Mr. Biden? by starting up this network and by appearing on it for a good long time every week. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no reason. I mean, I think, listen, the guy, he needs a, he needed, he, I'll grant he him this. A vacation. He, he needed, needed, he needed a vacation. Even, even president Trump with all his, you know, um, you know, 20 year old, you know, phys, you know, with his 20 year old body and mind sometimes needs a little break. But I do think, you know, he, he, Donald Trump knows how to do TV and he knows the art of the tease. But I think at a certain point, this is the perfect time to, to come back out there and really point to what's going on, because there's, no, there's only so much hiding they could do of what's going on at the border right now. I mean, this is, ab this is an absolute catastrophe that's going to affect every major city 
in the United States of America. There's no way it's not. And the, the fact that they're spending $86 million on hotel rooms for illegal, for, for illegal. That's just the beginning. That's just yeah. the start. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 a, that's just the start. I mean, this, this administration is spending money as if there were no cost to any of it. I mean, this money has to come from somewhere. Yes, the Fed is printing it. There's no doubt about that. We're but the consequence of the Fed print, of the central bank printing endless supplies of money is usually quite negative. Will it be this time? So I think some of our other panelists have mentioned over the last couple of months that there's something called the new economics that says it doesn't matter how much you go into debt, doesn't matter how much money you print. I think that has yet to be proved, whereas, whereas, whereas there is a great deal of evidence that printing all this money is going to have very negative economic consequences. Why is no one from the Republican Party speaking up and saying, hey, let's have a look at this. Let's have, a, let's have some hearings about this and have some famous economists, if there are any, and I think there are some, uh, come up and talk about what the effects are of running these huge deficits. I because mean, they're scared of their shadow, Ben. They they're, are they're... scared of their shadows, right. But they've got that. Okay, there you go. That has got to stop. If the Republican Party members in Congress are scared of their shadows, and as I told you several times, Mr. Nixon told me, my own bad self, that, missed, that most Republican Congress members are not fit to be dog catcher. Okay, there must be a few of them who can have a hearing and, and, and have, have some attention paid to the fact that we're running these gigantic deficits. I mean, these are very, very big deficits. We can't possibly re repay these deficits. It's impossible. And ben, they will eventually stimulate inflation. Ben, I have a Washington question uh, about this. How how do you book $86 million of hotel rooms? Like, how does that even happen? Like, does somebody have to call all the days in? Well, we'll leave the light on for you. Uh, I, I, Price line. I don't know. But there are, the government has gigantic travel bureaus, and I guess they can do it. They can call up Hilton or uh, whatever other chains there are and uh, ask for a room and, and uh, I guess get the room and, and get the rooms. But obviously, that's a lot of rooms. But as we know, that's just the beginning. There are more and more and more illegal aliens coming across the border day by day, more and more and more. Is anything ever going to stop him? Somehow the word got out as soon as Mr. Biden became president that everybody from Central and South America and Iran, well, you're all welcome. Come to America, the party's on. When is that going to stop? And if it doesn't stop, we are a different America. And I think really what this election was largely about is, do you like the America we have, an English-speaking primarily, although it's not essential to me that it's English-speaking, primarily English-speaking people with an Anglo-Saxon heritage and believing in the common law of England. Do we like that? Or do we like people who are used to coming from dictatorships and places where there are cartels and violence running things? What do we want? No, but you know, it's funny though, that's, that is a great question, Rob. And you know that they're not skimping. You know, they're paying full price on those, <laughs> those hotels and those motels. They're, you know, they're, they're not, not showing a AAA line. card. Yeah, you know, they're not using the AAA card. You know, they're not like looking at Econo Lodges. You know, <laughs> you know, that you know, they're taking the first, they, they, these guys, these people could give two craps about how much money these things. Ben, somebody raises a point and I don't, I don't really, um, what, what are you about Washington with becoming a state? the District of Columbia be, becoming a state. Well, naturally, because, the Democrats want that because that's 
either one, two, or three guaranteed electoral votes and more senators for the uh, for the uh, African Americans, uh, which is the same as the Democrats. And that's a very scary thing. It's not in the Constitution. Uh, there's no uh, justification for it in the Constitution. But as I say, the Constitution is just being chucked aside. And as I say, it's going to happen. It, it, the, the wave of rage against uh, slavery, which was an absolutely terrible thing, is so powerful that even the greatest achievements of slave owners in terms of writing the Constitution are going to be thrown away. Gladstone, the great, 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 great English, jury, English statesman, said the Constitution of the United States was the greatest single work ever struck off by the mind and hand of man at any one time. Doesn't matter. Some of the people who wrote it were slaveholders. It's going to be thrown away. And, and, and then that's the end of America. Then there really is no more America. And if you just tuned in, you are listening to The World According to Ben Stein. I want to thank everybody in chat. I am reading your comments. Um, I want to thank everybody that's been downloading the podcast. And of course, you can find us on YouTube at The World According to Ben Stein, but also on Apple Podcasts and everywhere you can get a podcast. Um, the World According to Ben Stein. But you could also please sign up for our newsletter, benstein.substack.com. We're joined tonight by 93.1 WIBC's famous Rob Kendall. And uh, Rob is hatless tonight. Rob, show the world your new uh, growing uh, head of hair. It's coming um, in, man. It's coming in. And uh, it was a promo that his station was running. And Rob was, uh, was kind enough to, to lend his head to the station's promo. And I see the hair, Rob. You look great. It's, the guys at WeGrowHairIndy.com. Did an amazing job, and uh, it's about a, what? What are we? Two months in now. Yeah, today was two months, so we're two months in. They said by four months, it's fully in. Man, I'm gonna look like I'm 21 years old again. It's gonna be awesome. You know, I, I just somebody just put up on the screen that uh, the Ottoman Empire, which is what we now know as Turkey, was still enslaving people, uh, mostly white people, Caucasian people. Uh, whom they captured on ships and other, maybe on raids into other Slavic countries for 20 years after the U.S. Civil War ended. So, and by the way, slavery is still going on in much of the Arab and Muslim world. So that's still going on. But that doesn't stop us from liking them. That doesn't stop us from fe feeling as if they're our pals. That doesn't stop us from leaning towards Iran and away from Eretz Israel. That doesn't stop us from, from kissing the ass of the Iranians at all. Nothing. By the way, I have to. I have to do a plug. My my uh, assistant and capable gentleman, who's a Southern Baptist minister, is uh, a uh, is uh, a uh, one, has written a book called Fatherland about uh, children of American servicemen and uh, Filipino mothers who are denied the right to emigrate to the United States, which is an outrage. And it's a very good book. It's called Fatherland. It's by my assistant, Reverend Glenn Oyan, who is a very capable guy. And he is the guy who called up the police last March, not this March, last March, when our Governor Newsom announced that we were all going to be locked down and said, and he's a minister, he said, can I have a service with 10 people? No. Can I have a service with five people? No. So that guy's written a book. Look for it. And I will put, I will plug that on parlor tomorrow. Rob, somebody said you look great. 
mock must be loving it. Um, so kudos to your hair, kudos to Glenn's book. And you, you bring up something, Ben, you just said something and it, it, it rings in my head. They did this crazy, uh, they've been doing these polls now about masks and stuff. And um, I think it was almost 64%, I could be wrong, it's either 54% or 64% of people still <laughs> wear masks after they're vaccinated. And I, I got to tell you, if you if, 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 if you know, we're talking about slavery, if you don't believe that you are a slave at that point, that you are still wearing a goddamn mask. And there are these I mean, excuse my language. I don't mean to offend anybody with that. But if you're getting vaccinated and we're all va and you still want to wear a mask, you are a sucker. You, I, I, this country is. But they won't let you into the stores, my friend. They no, no, no. But I'm saying eventually, after everybody's vaccinated, if then there's going to come a point where people are just going to start running into stores. I mean, I know a lot of people in different states that do go into stores without masks on. One of them being on the screen, and one of them being somebody that's a contributor to the show regularly who walks around without his mask on. And now in Beverly Hills, Ben, you see half the street wearing their masks and the other half sometimes have those monster face shields going down. And it's, can you, I mean, when you think about it, Ben, it's a, over a year. It's crazy. It's, it's just crazy. We've lost the freedom to even see our fellow citizens' faces. Seeing your fellow citizens' face is a big way to understand what kind of person that man or woman is. We've lost that basic freedom. We are locked in a aluminum foil or metal or, or cloth a cage. We cannot we cannot see out. It's uh, it's very very anti freedom. Rob, um, go ahead, Judith. No, no, I was going to you. Well, so this is interesting. So today our governor comes out, old lockdown McGee Holcomb himself, and uh, says, "Okay, so uh, we're going to finally lift the mask mandate." But we're going to wait until April 6th. And what? You, well, that's kind of a random day. Why are we waiting until April 6th? Because April 5th is the day that the NCAA basketball tournament gets out of town. So this is the bullcrap science that they talk about, that the governor facilitates a basketball tournament to come here because he likes basketball, now admits people don't have to be wearing masks anymore, and yet he's going to wait until the NCAA tournament gets out of town because that's what the NCAA wanted him to do. These Republicans and Democrats are completely in bed together on most of this stuff, and it's to serve corporate bosses and, and, and donors and lobbyists ahead of the people. I wanted to puke watching this, this infomercial he had today. I wanted to puke. Well, look, look let's, let's add up the things that have happened just since the election. The crazed lie that there was an insurrection trying to seize control of the government. That was just a bunch of goofballs wandering around the Capitol. It was a bad thing. It never have happened. Very bad. People who did it deserve to be punished. But an insurrection, that's just nonsense. The gun seizing thing, just nonsense. The mask thing, just in, further enslavement. Judah has it right. The aim is to enslave Americans. And when we start talking about getting rid of the Constitution, we'll know that they really are, are really mean. And, that, and, 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 and it, that is when, if the Republican Party doesn't get off its butt and really fight like mad to keep the Constitution, 
then we are done for. And America was a great experiment. It was a fabulous experiment and it didn't last. I can't believe how, Ben, I can't believe, it's amazing when I hear these things coming out of your mouth. It's amazing, and Rob, I said this the other night when I hear Ben Stein say the words like rhino, when I hear Ben referring to Republicans as spineless. In my wildest dreams, I never thought Ben Stein would use these certain terminologies some and, Republicans are spineless and some are rhinos. Yeah. But there are some very good ones. And obviously you and I differ a lot about Lindsey Graham, but I think he's great. Well, he, no, because he, uh, the reason I, with, with you, what you're asking for, Lindsey Graham promised for two and a half years and he never did, right? For Maybe two and a half years. now, but look, we, we've got to all get our brains in gear. Just take whatever coffee, I don't take coffee, but tea, chocolate, whatever we need for energy get out there, start right away on the next, on the midterm elections. And I am so motivated that even though I'm very, 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 very concerned about the recession and about money, uh, I'm going to write a check to the Republican senatorial campaign committee just tonight. I'll write one for the congressional Wait, campaign. Wait, yeah, Ben, I really think you should wait and be selective. I really think you should, because I think there, I think there are going to be certain primaries, certain people that are running against people that we do not want in there. So for instance, in Illinois, if we could get this guy, if we could get this guy, what is, how do you pronounce it, Rob? Kissinger out and there's a primary guy that's primarying him. That's where you put your money. It's time to get these rhinos out. It's time to get these people, the eight people that voted to impeach in, in the house or nine out. That's, that's what we should, you, we, this is, we could do this. You know, people always say, what's the st- solution? It's to strategically pick people and primary people that are in safe Republican places, but those people don't represent who are there right now, Republican values. So for instance, Indiana is the perfect example, Rob. I'm sure there's some red towns there, you know, that, that might be run by rhinos. So you get rid of, you, you strategically pick these t- certain areas. Well, yeah, two things. One, Ben, and to piggyback on Judah, and I say this as a compliment, somebody who watches this show on the regular since I started coming on and is a huge fan of yours and has been for a long time. God bless you, sir. Told me the, the other day, they go, wow, Stein's, Stein's really coming around. And they said that because they love you. And, and as Judah said, to hear you say some of these things are wonderful and amazing. Well, God bless you, sir. In Indiana, we could start by primarying our senator who's up for re-election next year, Todd Young, who's done nothing. The, the landscape is littered with Republicans who are obsessed with power. They've done nothing. They do nothing. The only thing Todd Young has done in the, in the five years he's been there is raise the smoking age across the board, across the United States to 21. That was his bill. Other than that, he's asked Mitch McConnell for permission for everything else he's had to do. So you're absolutely right, Judah. Republicans in many cases are the problem and you got to get those guys out. And Ben, so let's, then, then let's start with, but my point is, let's start working on it right away which I don't want to have it happen where we wait till the last minute to turn on the gas or step on, I should say, step right. on the gas for the campaign. We, the, the, the campaign for Mr. Trump was not a fabulously well-run campaign. It didn't really hit high gear until quite late in the campaign. Let's not let that happen this time. Let's hit high gear right away. Well, I think the biggest thing you're referring to as far as high gear, the silent majority Listen, let's let's be real. No matter what we did, we weren't going to win this election. 
I mean, let's 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 be totally realistic. No matter what number Trump came up with, the number there was going to be greater votes for Biden. It, 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 uh, just hypothetically speaking, of course, no matter how many votes. I mean, and I always remember, you know, talking to you that night and I don't care how many times we have to bring it up when I called you up at two thirty in the morning and I said to you, Ben, it's over. It's done. The, the fix know, is in, you said. The fix is in, and you said you're wrong, and and you know, and 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 I wish I would have been wrong. I, I wasn't wrong. I was well, whatever. But the the thing that has to really get out, like you just said, Ben, the thing that was a little too late to the party was the silent majority, right? We started seeing with two months before the election and a month, we started seeing all these caravans. Even in Beverly Hills, we started yes, seeing lots rallies. of them, and lots of them down in the desert yeah. too. Now, we have a home down in the desert, lost them in the desert, too. That's what really needs to be started now. That's what really need, we need to, like you said, get off our asses and start really rallying. And if they want to call it an insurrection, if they want to call it whatever we're doing. But but the but, but people need to realize because I think people still feel uncomfortable with a with a, with saying out loud they're a Trump supporter. Obviously, so many people are in the closet. More and more people need to start coming out and saying, you know what, I'm a Trump supporter, I'm a conservative, I'm this or I'm that, but I, I it's time to, it's time to, it's time to peacefully fight back, you know. It's time and, to, always peacefully, always time to fight back, rally, vote, pray, write, 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 appear on TV any chance you can, appear on the internet any chance you can. I mean, people always say to me, why do you bother going on the internet when you, you have so many other things to do? Because every time I go, even if I just get one vote for a change in administration, a change in government, it's well worth doing it. This is my country. I love my country. I'll do anything to get the Constitution back. You brought up something. I was just wondering, if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world. According to Ben Stein, we're joined by the newly... Be really befuckled. Really What's the the the, uh, the, the yeah. newly quaffed yeah. Rob Kendall from ninety three one WIBC? Bam! The future of conservative talk radio. And the reason I always do that, people are curious, is because it's one of my favorite scenes in Rain Man when he kept on saying ninety seven X. Bam! The future Bam. of rock and roll. And of course, Ben Stein. But you raise a great point, Ben. And somebody told this to me years ago about the twelve steps. You know that every time you speak. You know, you have to remember you have one vote. Your voice is your vote. Your, what you're saying could affect and change people's lives. So be very careful with what you say. And, you know, I, I don't know where it got lost, the precious thing of our one vote, how important that is, Ben, how people died so we can Ab each. Absolutely. Absolutely. My wifey and I watched, he watched documentaries about World War One, World War II, especially World War II, night after night. And I'm thinking, there are these guys getting leeches attached to their bodies, having their limbs blown off, having their brains blown out so that we can vote. And then I have friends who are conservatives who really love America and really love the Constitution and just say it's too much trouble to vote. And anyway, it's rigged against you. No, it is. It, maybe it is somewhat rigged. But if enough, if enough Americans who love the Constitution turn out, it will be saved. Well, it will be saved. It must be saved. It must, must, must be saved. Rob, were you, you know, you're a little younger than I am, Rob. Um, were you taught in school the importance of your vote? No, I don't 
No, I don't. That's a great point. I guess I was. I guess it was ingrained in me because my grandfather was a World War II vet, and my dad was very politically uh, conscious, and and we talked a lot about it growing up. So I guess it was ingrained in me from my family the importance of voting. But like, I, I don't know how it is in California. It's probably even worse there. You basically only have to take one semester of civics in high school in the state of Indiana. You take, take, take. I don't know that's take any in California. I, I don't know. I'm not sure know. they do. I mean, I just read about a, uh, a, a school district uh, in Oakland, California. I think we've talked about this before, where one person in the entire high school was proficient in mathematics. And I think maybe it was zero were proficient in reading. And they're not being taught anything except how the white man is oppressing them. That's got to stop. I mean, you know, we're we are, people. The Democrats like to talk about insurrection. We're facing an insurrection right now in which the young people of America are being taught that their country is rotten to the core and they must step forward and do something to change this country around, change the country's government around. That's terrifying. That's really, really terrifying. And yes, I am much older. I'm sure I'm as old as, as, old as the two of you put together. Of course, we were taught to love and worship the Constitution and venerate the Constitution. Yes, of course, we were taught that slavery was a terrible, terrible thing, and but, but nothing like it must ever happen again. But what are they taught now? Who knows if anything is being taught now? No, it's a great question because I don't have kids in school. I highly doubt these things are being taught. You have this town now in Atlanta, I believe, that it's, it is uh, starting with reparations. I'm not kidding. Um, you know, we are heading down, Ben. I, I in my wildest dreams, and I. I I say this to people, you know, I said this the other night, it's like I turned off the TV and I turned it back on and I was watching a whole new network of network. You know, it, it, it's like, I do not, I, I, I can't believe I'm in is, and aside from the masks, it's a country I never thought I would say I don't recognize. I truly. I, I, when I read the newspaper, I don't recognize. When I go out and about to the stores, I have an interesting thing I should do when I'm checking out of the pavilions, which is my favorite uh, grocery store. It's a really great grocery store. Or out of the vintage, which is a great grocery store in Malibu. Do you when do your I, own uh, grocery shopping, Ben? What? You do your own grocery yes, shopping? I do. I do. Good for you. Yeah, thank you. I, I had a, I have a, I, say, I always say to the checker, uh, a checkout person, I always say, God bless you. And he or she will often say, God bless you. And I, and I almost always add, and God bless America. By the way, none of them say it back to me. That really bothers me. Unless they're as old as I am, then they'll say it back to me. No, it's, it's Ben. It's frightening. It's, um, but somebody corrected me. Thank you. It's Evanston, Illinois. It's not Atlanta. It's not Atlanta, but you're right, Ben. There's that, that thing that, 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 that we've lost that that um, conversation, you know, that even that 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 have a great day, that 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 thing at the end of the checkout line, we 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 have gone astray. I mean, I I, I don't um, think Rob, there's any. I mean, I know you live in a small town, Rob, smallish town, I should say, you know, in Indiana, but um, I mean, I would imagine the same things going on there. No, there, there's a rapid and public education is a huge part of it. And, and whether you live in a liberal place like where you guys are or a 
conservative Republican state like Indiana, uh, look, I live in a in, in a a highly Republican Republican suburb, but yet the, the you know they've got the the equity officer here, you know, in the school system. Oh no, 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 They're, no. No, it's just no, com- no. it's it's just common no, stuff. No, 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 Rob. No, Rob. No. Explain to people because I've never no, even no, heard of that. No, no, I've never. Ben, heard you want to Ben? You want to give it a go first? The equity officer is the person you go to and you complain that you are being mistreated because you're black or a woman or of uh, Asian extraction, and, and you are you. Are, that is where you go to 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 lodge your racial complaints and get people into trouble and get yourself excused from doing any homework. And, 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 and all of these suburban school systems. So we're, you know, they call it donut counties because it forms a donut around Indianapolis, which is hardcore liberal, but all the donut counties are conservative. They're all starting to do this stuff. And so the, the question becomes, and I know we've asked it before, voting is not enough. Liberals find a way to infiltrate everything. And in, here in our state, in, in, in these Republican areas, they're still getting in through the public education. It's amazing. The, the tool, the ideological tool that is being used to destroy education, destroy policing, destroy border control, destroy the Constitution is the false allegation of racism. The amazing thing is, I remember when racism was a real thing. When legalized racism was a real thing. Now it's an imaginary thing and it's more real than ever in terms of its control over the mind of the body politic and of the politicians. Race, the allegation, the false allegation of racism is going to be the death of this incredibly great country, which has already made unimaginable strides towards equality for everyone. And, and the, the interesting thing, it's like when I went to school, my dad, every day when I'd come home, would ask me what I learned. And if there was stuff that was bull crap, he would challenge me on it. And it's very clear, even in these, again, I, I keep doing the air quotes, because at least in name, they're Republican areas. It's clear these parents aren't doing this because there's no way these things like these equity officers should be allowed to function in Republican area school districts. Yet it's obvious many of these parents are just sending their kids to school and going, eh, whatever it is, is what it is. You know what I can't, under, you know what I got to ask you both and I can't understand is I really have a hard time with this. If you, if everybody like, the, you know, we're talking about like, so I'm, I'm 44, I don't know how old you are, but if all these parents of parenting age, I would imagine some of them are 30. Don't they have, I mean, critical thinking, I know they don't is know, dead. They don't know a goddamn but, thing. But just to say to yourself, God, I did that. You know, it, it, it it's like, you know, it, it, it to, to look back on situations that we've all done, you know, there's nobody safe from the from the Politburo. They're just they're, they're that's they're, it. That's I taught you that phrase. Yeah, you did, and it, you you taught it to me very well. There's no because we've all done we've all done what these crimes, these crimes against humanity. We've all done so. That's the point. Why that's where what their goal and their that's their end game is knowing that people are all guilty of something, so they're not going to stand up for themselves because they're scared of something they might have tweeted, texted, emailed, said anything, and there's no due process. So somebody could come out and say, "Hey, Rob Kendall did this thing so and so ten years ago," and Rob's got no defense. 
And that's their game. And that's, I believe, why these Republicans very are scary. It's very, very much like sex harassment allegations. Someone says, oh, uh, uh, when I was uh, in uh, uh, 12th, when I was a senior in college, uh, Ben Stein sexually harassed me. Holy smoke, that's close to 50, no, it's more than 50 years ago. How am I going to prove that's true? Yet the allegations can be made. No, it's, it, 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 it's terrible. <laughs> there, there is a quarterback right now, and I'm not kidding, for the um, Houston Texans who is being accused at this moment. It's gone from – it started at one. And, Ben, I, this happened like what, Rob? When did the story break? On Friday? Yeah, it's like over five days. Yeah, over a five-day period, Ben. Guess the amount of women that have come out and accused them, masseuses of being inappropriate in a five-day period. How many lawsuits by different women? Take a guess. I mean, seriously. Masseuses? Masseuses, yes. Massage therapists. Five. Sixteen. He has 16. He has 16 lawsuits against him. He or 16 civil lawsuits. And I've read, and Ben, this is where I, I've read it. You know, it, it, it's, it, 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 you're a masseuse going to an athlete's house. I'm not defending, I, I don't, I'm not taking sides in this thing. For all I know, maybe he did nefarious things, but I mean, it, 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 there are certain Crazy. things if you're Crazy. in a, what? Craziness. I mean, Crazy. it's, it's absolute craziness. There's, and they're ruining it for everybody. That's what they don't get. They are taking the joy and any, everything. That's brilliant. They're taking, everything we're talking about is taking the joy out of life. The masks take the joy out of life. The boosters that may or may not work. I have my doubts about whether or not they work. They're taking the joy out of life. The taking, scaring people that the Gestapo is going to come in and take away their guns, uh, accusing people of a sexual crimes, which are just incredibly trivial. I mean, I'm no fan of Mr. Cuomo, the governor of New York, but God, some of the stuff he's accused of, he's accused of helping a woman out of her chair at a dinner party, and then she left kissing her hand. What the heck? That is now a crime? This is just, you're right, you're taking all the joy out of life. In the wonderful novel, 1984, there's a thing called the Anti-Sex League. And that's what we're getting at now, the Anti-Sex League. It's really, really scary. No, and it, and it, and it begs to like, you know, it's like, and I was talking to a friend of mine last night, and I said to him, you, you know, because I'm not dating, but, you know, not not a choice, but um, just because, you know, I, as I called as I called Rob, I posted on my profile, I'm a conservative. And now I get people that are emailing me. Well, how conservative are you? And I'm like, you, you look good. You look good for 44, Judah. You thank look you, kind of, I had you at 34. Thank you very much. And, and I say and they say, how conservative are you? And I go, I'm all the way, you know, <laughs> and even like this, you, I, they took the joy out of me posting something saying, don't talk to me because I'm saying to you, this is my political thing. Stop questioning me on how I am just because you might like my, my, um, my picture or something. It's like, it's Ben, this next generation, I got to tell you, if you're 25, 30 or under, you're screwed. What? I'm not 25. You look it. And I said, but this next generation is screwed. I mean, the, are you allowed to open a car door for a girl? Or is that sexist because she could open the car door right, for right, herself? Right, right, right. I mean, absolutely right. Absolutely right. You're going to be leaving your house with a million questions. So, I mean, it's almost like I feel like every day oh, they should I? have on the 
on the news what's allowed today. Very scary. That, can I sing now? Yes, but give me one second. I want to thank everybody in the YouTube chat. Um, we love your comments. We love your. Um, we love everything about you. Um, we uh, we are humbled, and I want to remind everybody you could find Ben Stein our parlor at Ben Stein, also Spectator.org, and our podcast. And please leave that five star review on Apple Podcasts. And I know if you hate Apple, we're available on, on every possible uh, place you could find podcasts. I want to tell everybody. You could live stream Rob Kendall's show every day from nine to noon on 93.1 WIBC. I think it's WIBC.com, Rob? WIBC.com. WIBC.com. It's the Mock and Rob show. You should really give it a listen to. He is exceptional at what he does. And he's got hair now. And he owes that all to who? The we Grow Hair Indie.com. And of course, the show wouldn't be complete and these thoughts wouldn't come to us. Um, I, I don't think, Ben, I just want to pay you a quick compliment. People realize the thoughts you've brought to our country for, for so many years. Very kind. And, and, Very what's, kind. and, and Rob, in, in that comment you made before, and I always say this to Ben, what separates Ben from those people, those others, the, the, the Bill Crystals or the, the George Wills, is Ben, was out, ben got out of the swamp. And Ben managed to, Ben has, has had an exceptional career on so many different mediums. Oh, God bless And, you. and um, you know, so, yeah, there you are. And on that note, Ben, please take us out with the song of your choice. You've got to win a little, lose a little, and maybe have those blues a little. That's the story of... That's the glory of love. Yes, darling, you're way on the top now. But how soon have you forgotten the fine, fine, super fine things I did for your career? Well, anyway, I could do more of it. But enough for now. Let's just say that there is a lot of love, a lot of heartache in life. We've got to struggle to keep our love supreme. Yes, and... Um... One second. I, uh, thank you so much, Gene. And happy birthday, Rock. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday to you. To happy you. birthday, Good dear Rock. Breath. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. You got it from Ben and myself. Have a great night, everybody. We will see you Thursday night. Everybody, thank you so, so much. And have a great night.